You're listening to The Pete and Sebastian Show on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. This is The Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Pete, Biscuit, it's Jimmy from Boston. So Lana doesn't want Biscuit in the fertility clinic all by himself rubbing one out in anger, huh? She wants to be present and assistant so the baby spawned out of love. I mean, that's very thoughtful if you ask me. But I'll tell you one thing. I really hope you both paid close attention to Pete's story last cast of his and Jackie's coffee mishap. Because that shit got all over the place with those two just trying to transfer water into a coffee press. I mean, never mind you two flubbing around in a doctor's office. I'd be in there wearing some of those extra-large 10th grade science goggles. Safety first, you two. Order. story with him. Why does he get a separate table? That's Grossberger. The biggest mass murder in the history of the Southwest. I see what it is. Nobody has ever just sat down and honestly talked with that man. Poor kid. Skip, the man is not ready for an interview. Hello. I'll wait till after he's had a little nap. Down in the valley, the valley so low. Hang your head over, hear the wind blow. Hear the wind blow, love, hear the wind blow. God, dude, I can't even tell you how excited I am to be back. Pete and Sebastian show. Sorry for the delay. It's on my end. What is up, bro? Point being, we're back. We're back. We're getting railed on our Twitter and our page. People are fiending for it. They keep refreshing their iTunes, their Stitcher, their soundclouds and no episode is coming up but you are in luck we are back we are up and running again small hiccup nothing to worry about we are back on track i know the consistency rate over the last two months has been subpar and underwhelming to say the least it's okay though pete is uh you know He's a big-time writer on a big-time show, and that requires a lot of time. you got to understand that. But we are back. What do we have? I know you've basically been living in a room uh, for the last two weeks straight with pretty much no outside contact. Uh, am, I, am I right by saying that? Oh, God, it's been insane. I, I, I got I to go off on what you're saying, too, man. I do apologize uh, we've been doing this show for a long time, and as you guys know, uh, when things, when something new happens for one of us, it tends to sometimes affect the uh, flow f- at first for a while, whether it's me having a kid or Sebastian getting his own sitcom. How about just when, when uh, you know, you became a superstar, but now that's settled into working around that, 
And then now I got this writing gig, and I got, and dude, I mean, I'm grateful. I love it. I love the guys I'm working with. Uh, Kevin James is insanely talented and just an incredibly nice guy. But the hours, let me just set this one up right now. Okay, it's 20 after 11, East Coast time. So yesterday, I got in, woke up at 7 o'clock, uh, got in at 9. <sighs> no lunch, not kidding you, worked, writing, writing this, doing that, writing till 5.30, 5 a.m. in the morning, got home at 5.30 a.m. Me, Mike Loftus, and, one of, and the producer, Rock, were writing until 5.30 in the morning. Then Sadie wakes me up at uh, 8, so I get two and a half hours of sleep. I get back in at about 9 o'clock, okay? Left at 5.30, coming at 9 o'clock. Nobody blinks. Like, they know you were here that late. Nobody's like, wow, you need coffee? What's going on? It's just like, hey, what's up? Did you get that thing? Get that, da And then now I've been going till we just stopped at 11 o'clock. So in 40 hours, I got two and a half hours of sleep. So it's hard going from doing stand-up comedy at night for an hour to basically... A full-time job with overtime. That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, you. I mean, you. Yes and no. Absolutely, but I mean, like, it's it's the kind of job where like you really don't get a lunch break. You get lunch, obviously, and stuff. But when you're in a writer's room and there's four or five other people, you know, you, you could tend to slide out for 20, 25 minute pops, and really nobody asks where you are, as long as there's people there to keep the creative chain moving forward, moving the story forward. And then you slide back in, you read the notes to see what you maybe missed, and you keep going. Because you just, you'll go insane. You can't sit there nonstop for that long. So, so you know, you got that little aspect to it. It's not like, you know, but, but for the most part, yeah, you're staring at a screen. You're, you're docile, bro. I gained like two or three pounds already. I can't work out in the morning because it's the only time I can spend with Sadie. But they're going home this weekend, so they're going back to Fredonia, so I'll be able to work out during the week. I got—I mean, literally, it's at the point where Jackie makes fun of me now when we're in bed. It's, like, ridiculous. What is that? It's embarrassing. <laughs> she don't have a husband anymore, for Christ's sake. I know. I mean, she's the most incredible woman. That The sacrifices this lady has made, it's insane. I just, I, I got to win something just so I can give the speech about her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got, I got no place to give the speech. But... <laughs> But uh, but show night. <laughs> but what's now that you're taping? What's really cool is show night is show night, baby. And uh, I am I'm getting jokes in. Uh, I write I find jokes where I think you know we might need a, a called a secondary joke. And I've gotten to the point where Kevin literally lets me go right up to him on stage during the live taping and say, Hey, I think you should go with this. And, uh, and, you know, he, he almost always takes what I give him. So then you sit back and you bite your knuckles like, holy shit, come on, this fucking thing better work. <laughs> so, so far, I've been, I, I, I've been lucky with it. I, I, you know, I don't give a zillion jokes that night because, you know, I only give ones that I'm like, man, I really think this would work. So, so tape night, that's fun. And then when you come back in on Monday, it's a table read. <clears throat> for the next week's episode. So that's fun too because you know it's people are in from LA is a lot of it's 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 a lot of waiting around for notes and sitting around. So those are the two fun days. But even even tape night it's like you know you get that as a comic you know even the warm up guys doing his thing I'm yeah. like 
God damn, I want to grab that mic. I really think I'm going to, in a couple weeks, I'm going to grab the white. Uh, Joey Cola is the warm-up guy. He's oh, a yeah. legendary comic out of Long Island. Really funny. And, I mean, I am impressed by this guy. It's like three and a half hours straight where, like, he'll literally be doing the warm-up and he turns to the whole crowd. And what happens is when they're doing the live taping, they'll, you'll hear a bell ding, like a ding, and an alarm, and it lets you know that they're about to go back into the live shoot. So Joey Cola sometimes will literally be like, I tell you guys about the time I met Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, God, it was in Tampa. About 9 o'clock in the morning. Ding! Okay, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. And then he scurries <laughs> off to the side. But I don't think he comes back with, yeah, so we're in Tampa. He just goes into something else. And now you're going home going, what the fuck happened in Tampa with Joey and Rodney? You know? Like, what a probably job, didn't even, He probably didn't even meet Rodney. He just yeah, gives who a little pace yeah. and he scurries off. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole that's the whole bit, man. Like he's always interrupted from these great stories. So you know, and then they do a thing where they're like, "Oh, and let's meet the writers," you know, and then, you know, not all in a row, but during the taping, at one point they'll go, "That's Pete Corielli down there," and you give a little wave with your script in your hand. <laughs> so, so you normally are out in front of people doing stand-up comedy now you're behind the scenes is it hard for you to play that role now and not be the center of attention like you normally are on stage uh yes and no man like it makes me miss being on stage doing stand-up it really makes me miss that you know saying whatever you want to say you know all the freedom that comes with it of course Uh, but I, 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 you know, and I would like to do a sitcom, of course, who wouldn't, I'm not going to lie, but I definitely don't look at any of these guys, like he's got guys that plays buddies and stuff, and I don't look at them and, and, and go, oh, I wish I was th- there, I wish I was that yeah. guy. And it is amazing how, like, everyone on this show, all the actors are, fun- are fantastically nice people, so it's irrelevant, but, like, you could see when you meet them, if they're not nice, you could easily go... <laughs> I had a great joke for you, but I'm giving it to the other guy. (laughs) You know what I mean, man? Well, let me ask you this. Have you run into an instant where you write a joke and the actor doesn't say it word word for word and kind of ad libs? And do you go, what the, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what was that all about? <laughs> I gotta be careful what I'm doing here, but yeah, there, there was a table read last week where I had a line and one of the actresses, you know, read it, uh, like, literally, and I looked at the guy and I'm like, oh, see, I got that, does anybody know sarcasm? Uh, you know, and I'm like, I, I, I want to go, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is with actors, uh, but it is so taboo to give an actor a line read. I don't get that, man. And, f- and for anyone who might not understand, which I think you all do, I don't want to insult you, but it basically means just reading the line to the actor exactly how you want them to say it. You're not allowed to do that, you know, right? So you got to hint around, like, no, a little a little harder and a, a little faster, you know, and you just want to go, guy, ba ba ba. Right? Just ba ba ba. We can all get out of here. And if, and if that guy don't go ba 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 and you can't get him to go ba ba ba, then you just, you just got to take what they have. It's amazing. It's like, no. You, you got a nice car. You're getting big money. I'm here till 5.30. Say it like this. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, you know, it, it's also difficult when your joke doesn't get in at all with people. When you have one and no one likes it and you're like, when you have a really good joke and, and somebody doesn't like it, whether it's 
a whole crowd when you're doing stand-up or at a diner or at a counter with somebody or, or pitching in a room like this, do you find like when you have a joke that you feel is really good and the other person doesn't like it, for like about a half a second, I, I literally don't like that person. Oh, God, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you almost have this, I don't even know what I ever saw in you. <laughs> Do you have a, have you come up with a, a face or a line that you say when somebody pitches a joke at you uh, and you don't like it? What's your out on that? Don't Do you have like a... How do you how do you how do you voice your, your Well let me let me reverse that on you. How did you how do you do like when you're writing a show like with the last sitcom and stuff? So yeah, someone would say something in a room and I'd go, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like a fade off, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I will, this is what I do. Ready, ready, here we go. <laughs> like that, <I'll> go, <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. well, it's funny because people will laugh and they act like they didn't even hear anything and then go on to the... They, your joke will die, right, in the room. Yeah. And then people will just go on and act like that wasn't even said. You know, yep. they don't even give you the courtesy to go, you know what, that probably wouldn't work for this situation, but how about this? They'll just go, see that Mets game last night? <laughs> like, yeah, man, totally. <laughs> or, or they'll go, yeah, 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 we could do that. Uh, another uh, another thing that was like, you know, and they, right over your thing, right over. I will say this, man, especially when I first got here, like to, to a fault, this crew was like very supportive. So like they'll say, no, nah, but, you know, I know where you're going with that, you know. I mean, Ke Kevin doesn't baby you like that, but I'm saying some of the other guys are real nice. They'll go, I know where you're going with that, but you can't because, you know, blah, blah, blah. But now it's more of like yesterday I pitched one on, on, the, on the floor, as they say, while they're doing rehearsals. And I don't mind during the week. I'll pitch. I'll, I'm more inclined to pitch stuff that, you know, might work, might not work. Um, but on, on pitch, on the live show night, I only throw out, like what I call no lateral jokes. If I have a joke that's only as good as a joke they're already there, I'm not going to bother anybody. But if mm -hmm. I'm 20 years experience in this business and think it's a going to kill, then I, I just got to bring it over. But during the week, like I said, I'll throw out ones that aren't so great. So I threw one out like yesterday in front of Kevin and, and Lofty, and, and neither one of them liked it. And then Kevin starts making a noise, and Lofty laughs. And I go, oh, wait, wait what is, is that the bugle? Because the flag is coming down? Oh, here we go. <laughs> so that's what they do now. They do like a funeral for your, for your joke. <laughs> you know, you're like, ah. But it's funny. You really get over that quick. The first couple of weeks, I would like, they wouldn't like a joke. And you, you're like, man, I can't believe no one likes that. Uh, <clears throat> but now, you know, you hear so much. You're like, it just plows right over you. You, know, you can yeah. barely remember which joke was yours. Who wrote this? Who wrote what? It's just everybody just wants, let's just have a great show. If we have a great show, we're all going to have a good time. Yeah. So so how many shows are in the bag? Uh, we filmed three, and we filmed the fifth one, the fourth one tomorrow. Uh, Friday. Friday, yeah. Well, when this comes out. Got it. I'm sitting on two like, the way you pitch show uh, storylines here is, like, it, it could be as informal as, 
man, I'm thinking like Kevin goes to the deli and they, and they don't have his blah, blah, blah. And then everybody like makes a whole show. Or, you know, you can be a little more specific. I got two, one in particular that's like mapped out, scene by scene by scene, even with a little dialogue sprinkled in and like, I can't wait to pitch it and I just know I probably won't even get through the pitch before it gets, you know, delayed or fixed or whatever. And it's going to really kill me, man, because I think it's such a good pitch. Well, it's funny because uh, I was talking to Seinfeld about this, and he said if the, f- the, the show should be – a show idea should be one sentence. And if that one sentence don't get me laughing – then it sucks. And he gives me an example. He said, uh, someone comes to visit, your cousin comes to visit you for the weekend. He goes, you know, there's not really any meat on that bone. But he referred to something in Seinfeld where uh, me and George weigh out the pros and cons of a threesome. So right off the bat, there's like, there's like, there's something to talk about there. There's a little bit of funny in that. Yes. And, And they were saying that you know, sometimes people will do pitches of like a story that could happen. But if there's no funny in that story, basically he's saying start with the funny. Don't try and find the funny after you pitch a storyline. Is, is that what you're seeing in, in your in these pitches or, or how, how's it working over there? Well, it's interesting. I haven't really been involved so much yet in a story pitch. But by, by the time I came in, they already had like 20 story ideas not all not all of them were flushed out but um <clears throat> they mostly the ones we've been working on since i got here have like already been like established like not just uh, you know like kevin goes to the deli like that you know mm-hmm. so so next week or the end of this week we're gonna they're gonna start hearing new pitches and uh i'm curious to see how how that goes because but my mind let me I can just tell you mine because I'll just take this t- edit Lou to edit this one sentence I think it's great here we go Kevin's wife I love this story nice yeah I don't know fine nice. whatever I got a uh, <laughs> yeah I'm taking it out anyway now I'm not even pitching it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's so funny because no matter what level you're on, even Kevin uh, was saying that the other night. We're talking, and he goes, "Man, you ever pitch something to your wife, and then they'll laugh, and then you're like, why did I even pitch that to her? Why did I even?" I go, "Yeah, dude, you can't burn it on the couch to the wife." Oh, uh, the pitches to the wife, man. When the wife doesn't laugh at a joke, fuck, it's painful. Lana's got a way that she kind of uh, dismisses the uh, dismisses the the joke. It's it's like a blank. Like mystified stare. Do you ever pitch to yeah. Jackie? And, and what's Jackie's look? Or, or does she go, "Nah, Pete, that ain't gonna work." Well, she'll just say, "No one's gonna laugh at that guy. It's not funny." Yeah, and I'll go, my, "Yeah, but yeah, it's not funny, guy. It's not funny." <laughs> <laughs> just like that, man. Yeah, Lana. Well, that's that's Lana will go. Um, and what's the joke? And then I know uh. to go back to the to the drawing board. That sucked. Hey, when, when, like when you were doing your last show, did you ever have like a line that like you didn't want to say, but one of the writers or your writer was like, no, man, it's a really good line, or, or the network or someone wanted you to say it, and, and you never had confidence in it? 
So you found oh, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was two lines there that I didn't feel like was me, and I said them anyway because there was alt jokes too. But you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta sometimes pacify whoever had had said that. Just just the way it's written, you know, you don't like you were saying, you don't want to disrespect the writing. But you, you know, as an actor coming out of your mouth, that 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 don't even sound like me, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, and you can sense that when you give one of those lines to an actor, yeah. you, you, you're like, oh, look at you not doing that line like all the other lines. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're like, I'll do it, but you know, not the same. Uh, since there's no cast this week, I wanted to go ahead and throw a little bit of a bone to the fans and talk about what happened in that phone call between you and I, Lou. And our agent, Judy, who's a lovely woman, by the way, and I can't wait to have her to my house when it's finished. But, uh, guy, well, wait a second. You know, you got to be careful here because she told us not to share much of that. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, I will share just the main idea, which was that we should do a live podcast at my favorite restaurant, which happens to be Milos in New York City. Can I just tell you about this place? They fly the fish in every day from Greece. I mean, the fish you get there is, is fresher than the fish you're going to get in Greece. And can I just say I was there recently with the Missouri brothers and the quality of... Yeah, yeah, guy, I don't need to hear again about the quality. You already told this story like three times. What, are you drinking again? Oh, did I already share this? I just wanted to say, because I was at a gig a couple of weekends ago in New Buffalo, Michigan, and I was pressed for time, so I had to stop at a Red Lobster for dinner. I just wanted to say, I'd rather take a kick to the nut bag from Secretariat than go back to that dump. Alana and I, August 24th, celebrated our third uh, wedding anniversary. We went out to get some, um, and I don't know if you guys still do this now. You've been married quite some time. But, uh, you know, we went to go and buy gifts, but we didn't tell each other we were buying gifts. So Lana came home. And I think we're really getting into, like, the at-home kind of nesting. You know, we're, we're trying to have our baby and whatnot. No, I did not go to the fertility clinic yet. All right. But uh, I, I think there's signs of us um, nesting. Uh, we tend to be staying home a lot, cooking, looking at recipe books. Uh, so Lana had bought me seven or eight different kind of recipe books, uh, anything from how to make pizzas to side dishes to... Uh, I mean, the skillets, how to make stuff in a nice skillet. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's book, uh, Healthy Eating. A bunch of books, right? So she brought home. So I went to go get her a watch. And I want to ask you something. And I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you. You've had to have it happen. So I went into a nice watch store. And I was looking for a watch. And what do you think about this when the salesman says to you, what's your budget? 
Yeah. Do, 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 I, I do, do, do you got a reaction to that? Like, yeah, I, I'm usually in the section that's my budget already. So, so, but I, yeah, I mean, I answer, but it's like I don't like that question. I just feel when I have a budget, I, I, I don't like the word budget. Like, uh, I have an amount that I want to spend. I just wish it was conveyed in a better way. I just, I feel when they go, what's your budget? They're looking at you going, how cheap are you? You know? It just doesn't come off right. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're in a... Something else. No? Yeah, well, the way they're terming it, you're like, what's my budget? If, if my budget is the concern here with my budget, I could buy the, the whole fucking rack guy. <laughs> That's not what's in question here. What's in question is here is how much do I plan on spending today? Right? Maybe you say something like that. So, so what are you looking to throw? What, what, what price range are you looking to spend today? Yeah, I think that's a better way of formatting the. I mean, because anywhere you go, say if you're going to buy a car or you, you're going to buy a suit, what's your budget? I just, it comes off as, as to me, being cheap. I, I, I just, I'd rather say, you know, what do you want to throw down today? And then I could go, okay, you know, I, I give you a range. But I already knew what I wanted. I kind of already knew the watch I was looking for. Yeah. And uh, they asked me, you know, what's your budget? And I go, you know, I got a, and I had a watch on that, that, that was from the same maker. I go, something within this range. I didn't give them a price. They knew how much the watch I had on. I said, yeah, something within this range. So I got the watch for Lana. Now, we have discussed this on the cast before. Lana doesn't have a ability to get a gift and act like she likes the gift. When you get a gift, whether it be small or large or whatever, do you act like you love the gift? Absolutely. Okay. Man. When yeah. people give me a gift, they want to give me another gift because they enjoy my reaction so yeah. much. I, I thought so. I, th- I think we had this discussion, but we had this happen on, on the anniversary. I'm not taking anything away from Lana, but Lana's very, very specific in what she likes. And when it comes to jewelry, uh, especially from me, because Lana typically doesn't buy jewelry for herself, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that's got to grow on her. So when she opens it up, you know, you got to expect a 20 to 25 minute hem and haw whether or not it looks good i mean it's one of those things that's yeah gotta, that's gotta grow on her that's you a know, long hem and haw oh that's a long hem and haw bro we gotta go to the mirror we gotta do angles on how it looks and you're you know. selling it are you selling it the whole time no, you know, I, I, I'm taking my grandmother's approach. My grandmother always used to do this. She used to give us a gift. Before we even unwrapped it, she would go, I got the receipt. You could take it back if you don't like it. So I go with that approach. You know, if you don't yeah. like it, you could take it back. But to hem it off for 25 minutes, at the end of that, I'm like, ah, take it back. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> if it's taking you that long to decide, we already got the answer. Then take it back. So now, do you do you do you just like do you get a recommendation from her, or like, or do you listen, no. hear her say, "Oh, I love this kind of watch. So I'm gonna get one of these sometime," or do you just completely go, "I think I'm gonna get her a watch, and I think I know what kind," and you just go for it? Yeah, it's the the latter. I go rogue. Um, you know, she has a, a larger watch that she would. I wanted to have her have a watch where we could wear to uh, a formal affair. Like she's got a larger watch, kind of clunky that wouldn't really work with like a spaghetti strap dress. I was looking for something a little bit more slick. She likes gold. She typically doesn't gold silver. I got her a silver kind of skinny watch. So this was complete antithesis of what she would probably ever buy for herself. That's why I got the ham and all. But uh, I I think it was a hit. Um, uh, she she hasn't got it uh, resized yet. I, I know it's been only a couple of weeks, but uh, I'm getting a look of death right now from Lana. Oh, she can uh, hear all this. Oh so my she, god, I'm so, stare down. Is she still trying to decide if she's keeping it or not? Or? I don't know. I don't know. Are you going to keep the watch? Okay, well, we are going somewhere fancy in two weeks. We're going to a uh, fashion show. So you might want to get on that. Yeah, if, right? if you're going to keep the watch, but it's just going to sit, then don't keep the watch. If it's going to be in the rotation, then keep the watch. Yeah, but, yeah, no. yeah, you're not doing anyone favors if it's just going to sit there. Yeah, no, I agree. She says she loves the watch. Uh, I haven't seen it on her yet. She hasn't got it uh, sized. Hopefully that will happen within the next two weeks here. But The fact size? that she's not running out getting it sized yeah, speaks I volumes, know. man. I mean, I mean, she, she's getting to it like, you know, mailing the electric bill. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's registering to vote and then going into the watch show. Uh, the watch fix. <laughs> So, I gotta tell you, you got uh, go ahead, man. No, no, no. But to go ahead. for it with jewelry, man, that's pretty brazen. I mean, last year I tried to. I, I never do that. Last year I tried to get Jackie a necklace. I I, I was buying. I was just about to purchase um, pearls, white pearl, a white pearl necklace with real pearls. Yeah. And yeah. Then I'm like, you know what? Let me let me do blah blah blah. And I texted my wife's really close friend, and I said, you know what I'm going with, and she was like. What is your wife, 65, going on the Titanic? What the fuck are you, are you doing with the pearls? So she knew exactly what Jackie would like, man. I went that route, but just as a man, that's 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 pretty impressive, man. Yeah. I don't buy I don't buy Jackie clothes, jewelry. I mean, with her I do, but I not by myself. No, it's 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 a stretch, and I'm not saying that uh, guys should take up this uh, this habit of getting their wives jewelry, but I I just ha so happened over the last. I don't know, birthdays or anniversary. I enjoy getting Lana a piece of jewelry. and. Uh, nah, it's nice. And congratulations on three. I actually thought it was longer than that. Yeah, man. man. Three years. Uh, and it's, 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 man, time's flying. Time is flying. So Lana and I, by the way, update on the house, and I've kept the house under wraps. Oh, my God. I, 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 I forgot you fucking had a house, dude. I, I did I too. I really did. Uh, we go to visit the house like a gravesite, you know. Like the, we, we just go there and say our prayers and leave. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we have. 
I will listen. I'm just gonna give you this. I'm gonna be doing the cast from the house after, for sure, October first. We should be. We should be, without a doubt, in our house. I've been to the house just for just just for your sake and the listeners' sake. I've been to the house. There is a completion date in sight. Um, I know this has been ridiculous. However, I want to talk to you a little bit, and I thought I thought we talked about this before, but it came up again, and I want to revisit it. What do you think? And I looked at some video last night on an attack dog, a German Shepherd. You got to go to this website. Terry wow. Brad Terry Bradshaw has one. Yeah. Can you live with an attack dog sleeping next to you and Jackie? So this is what happens. The dog hears something, and all of a sudden, the dog springs out of a full-blown sleep, and his head pops up. This is on the video, right? Mm -hmm. Head pops right up. Is this Terry Bradshaw's dog? No, no, no. This is on the website. But Terry, Terry Bradshaw had a testimonial on the website that I listened to while he was on Jay Leno. But I, they, you know, they do these like little video clips of what the dog actually does. I mean, he, yeah, the kids are playing around with it. The dog's like fantastic and it's so friendly with the kids. But as soon as it detects any danger, this thing turns into Cujo. And how? How it, it it literally detects danger and it goes like if somebody was gonna break into your door, the thing goes right up to the door or barks or whatever it does. It's wow. trained in Germany, so you have to speak German to the dog. That's the only language it understands. Holy shit! Yeah, that gives you gotta it pick it. up a German language. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I tell you, when I was a kid, I had a buddy who lived around the corner who had a German Shepherd, and every time we would, like, you know, play and horse around, it would always start to nip at my ankles, and it was so scary, and it'd have to be like, Liebchen, stop, 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 so they called the dog. And, uh, but it was, like, incredible how protective it was of the kid, mm. but I also thought... Man, it's weird to be 10 years old and have an animal protecting your every move like this. It was, it was weird. I, I, you know, it's like your friend, he comes to your house and you got to tell your dog, down! Or in, in this case, oom, down! Yeah, I don't know what the prerequisite is for the dog as far as visitors are concerned. I don't know how it's <laughs> trained. If anybody wants to go to the website, it's Wayne Simovich, S-I-M-A-N-O-V-I-C-H. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like one, one minute you're petting the dog, the next minute it's chewing some guy's arm off. Do you have an alarm at your house? Yes, I do have an alarm. Uh at the house, but uh, we don't use it as often as we should because when it goes off, it scares the shit out of me. Okay, so would you rather not have an alarm or, or would you just rather have the guy come in and ha be in your bedroom and you'd be like, holy shit, where'd you come? Or would you rather be notified somebody's in the house? 
I, I listen. The dog thing sounds fantastic. If I could, if it could, like you know, like come out of nowhere. I, I just don't want a dog like that living with me because of the Siegfried and Roy aspect of it, man. I'm sorry. But so you think the dog might turn on you? Yeah, there's always that possibility, man. I mean, there's always that possibility. I, I wouldn't want anything ever in my house that's an animal that could kill me. Whether it's a, <laughs> no, that's my rule of thumb, dude. Whether it's a pit bull or, or these people that sleep with pythons in a glass cage. Are you out of your mind, dude? Fucking oh, out of your God. mind is just glass between you and something looking at you going, how could I get out of this glass? And eat you. That's insanity. And I feel that way about could, a German Shepherd, man. Do you think you could escape a python grip around the neck? Let's say if you had a python next to you, it escaped, and you were sleeping, you woke up, and this thing was choking you out. Do you think you could get out of that grip? No, I do not think I could get out of that grip, even <laughs> if I had a knife in my hand. Here's one for you. Do you think if you're in, like... You know, a little dressing room size room, like, you know, one of those 10 by 10 rooms. Nothing yeah. in there, nothing in there, empty, just four walls. And you're in there with a python, and it's hungry. How long do you think it would take the python to be able to get itself around you and, you know, basically have you done, done for dinner? Well, or do you think well, you could dodge it for a long time, like just keep kicking it in the fucking head, get away from me and shit? <laughs> Well, I don't know. How do you fight a snake? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, a, a one, a poisonous one that bites. I don't know. But a, a python just wraps itself around you, right? So is it sort of like a rope of dope? <laughs> 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 don't let him get you in the corner. Don't let him get you in the corner. I just I, don't know how the hell you get. I don't know how you fight a snake. I don't know how how that happens. Do you take it by the neck? I mean, I don't know. There's really no way to win. Well, no, well, like, like if you're fighting a cobra, you're supposed to take your one hand and kind of make it divert it towards that hand, and then you got to get it right below the neck. You got one shot, and then you could choke it. I don't know if you could grab a python by the neck and choke it out or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I don't, I can't stand snakes more than anything. Oh, they freak me God. out. How about you? No, I snakes and like a large spider. Would you rather be in a room with a snake, a python, or one of the, uh, those, uh, like, uh, what are those uh, big snake uh, spiders? Tarantula? Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I got to be honest. The weirdest thing, but spiders, I could have a hundred spiders in my room right now. And as long as they're not poisonous spiders, I, I feel nothing, nothing. They don't bother me at all. I could okay. have spider on your ceiling. You and Jackie are about to go to bed. You kill yeah. that or that, that just stays there? Oh, no, no, I definitely kill it, but she freaks out. I don't even get that. I'm like, well, I don't even get that mentality. And I have friends like that, too, with spiders, and I just can't wrap my head around that. But, like, the reptile field in general, I saw a frog the other day, and it just bugged me out, man, because it looked like the dirt, and then it hopped, and I'm like, oh. But a snake, if you had, like, just a one-foot gardener snake, Loose in your living room. Oh, wouldn't that, wouldn't that, even if they're like, even if they're like, can you, for for ten thousand dollars. No, let's say for I don't know. But could you just watch TV knowing there's a one foot garden snake loose in your living room? No, I'd sell the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's 
That's the kind of laugh when someone writes a room in the writer's room, and they write a joke, and you laugh that hard. It makes you go, oh, okay, so that's your real laughter. <laughs> I mean, I can't go to sleep if I got a fly, a fly in the room. Oh, you really? Have a fly in the room? Forget it, man. I got to kill that. Because I know that flight. By the way, I just have to tell you something. Lana and I just went for a hike before the podcast or the show. Yeah. yeah. And I had a massage before the hike. And I don't know what the hell the guy used on my skin. But on the hike, I had about 16 to 17 different bugs swarming on my head, my arms, everything. Because it was... I think there was uh, nesting to the oil on my on my legs and on my my uh, arms, and uh, I gotta tell you, man, even without the oils, I think I yeah, just give yeah. off a a scent where 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 insects are attracted to me. And I know we talked again about this before, but I just yeah. dealt with it before I got on the on the show here. I well, do you think Lana, she's do you, nothing? Do you think if you if you just showered? And had nothing on as far as uh, any product. You didn't use any shampoo. You just used regular, you know, scentless soap. You think you just emanate something naturally that yeah. the bugs, or is it your own product? Na- no, it's a natural scent. <laughs> oh, really? Really? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, interesting, it's, man. It's not good. So, so, so let me ask you. I, I, I was doing my hike again that I told you about nearby here, and I had Sadie with me, getting her into hiking, take her in the mornings before uh, on the weekend, and. You go, we're going for a while, and we start to get a little sweaty, and then these gnats get in your face. And it's weird. They hover, and you just got to keep waving them away. Guy yeah. comes down the hill the other way. Guy comes down the hill with the netting, with the hat with the netting over his face. Oh, jeez. Yeah, what's your take oh, on that, no, man? man, come on. If you got to wear a net, a netting to go hiking. Come on. Come I mean, on, you're wearing a net, you're 20 minutes from a 7-Eleven guy. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you're not God. in Vietnam, you know what I'm saying? No, I hear, I hear that. I mean, you see a lot, a lot of shit on the hike. And, and speaking of hiking with Sadie, and, and, and again, this comes with Lana and I nesting and, and looking. Yeah, because now that you're trying to have a baby, you're looking around and you notice you know, pregnant women and strollers and whatnot. What's your take on this? And I don't know if you even have one, but I'm looking at what people are using as contraptions to transport their kid. In your short time of being a parent, have you come across any products like strollers, car seats that are aerodynamic and slick and small? Why is everything so big? Yeah, well, that's a good question. I mean, the the baby seat, it's safe. You got to go with the big ones. But some of the other stuff, we do have one of those strolls. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you the lowdown as far as a couple of things with babies. The carrier stuff, like around the chest and stuff like that. You ever see women do that with a yeah, little yeah, infant? Yeah, yeah. I can't even remember if Jackie had one of those things. I think she had some sort of a sack, but... This is going to sound really, I don't know, maybe misogynistic or something. But I always found that to be, uh, look at me, I got a baby. Oh, yeah. No, I'm like, with you. I'm like, with you. Where are you going that you're walking this three-month-old kid so far that you need a sack? <laughs> yeah. Right? No, I see it. I see it all the time. And it's even worse when the guy's got it on, to be honest with you. I mean. Oh, that is unacceptable. 
yeah, I mean, with the with the with, oh, with the honking already. <laughs> I mean, don't you think there's? I mean, give I me your you take. Broke. Give me your take on the honking. Are you ever a type of guy to do an extended honk? I'm talking uh, ten seconds or more. No, I actually try to pride myself. Uh, the only time I'll do an extend, I, uh, I didn't extend about two weeks ago. I didn't, I didn't like about a five second hard extend. And then I ended up next to the guy. He was in a plumber's van at the red light. And I literally w- waved over to him to like do the window. Mm-hmm. And he did his window and I go, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to come at you that hard. And he's like, no, nah, I shouldn't have been doing that. My bad. Oh, that's a nice exchange. Yeah, I just he he was poking out too far, and then he and I'm saying, you know, when you're doing those, don't go, don't go. And he went, and mm. he made me break a little abruptly, but not much. And you know, when you lean on the on the uh, horn, the hold like as soon as you're up, right, your bumpers on there, you hold on to that horn until they pull away at a normal distance from you, and then you finally let off, you're like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I did. And then we're driving about another two, 300 yards to get to the red light. And I'm like, hey, you know, I didn't need to do that to the guy. It's a beautiful sunny day. He, you know, he couldn't see. So do yeah. you do, do, you do no, the hard extend? No, I don't, never do the hard There's extend. There's not a lot of honking in L.A., I got to say. No, not at all. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of um, frustration. I mean, I don't put the frustration into the honk. Because, again, you just don't know what's going to come at you. Uh, sometimes, you know, a little, little beep, hey, guy, get off the text, you know, stop texting and go, one of those. But you know what I like to do? I like to do the I didn't see you come out. You ever see somebody coming out, maybe? You're driving 35, 40 miles an hour. Somebody maybe coming out of a side street. And, they, like you said, they poke out a little too, too, uh, too far. I like to do the... Uh, they think they're going to get hit, but then I pull back. You ever do that one? It's no honk. It's no nothing. It's like, oh, you don't see them, but you do see them, but you come real close. And they're like, ooh, man, thank God I missed that guy. You you ever do that? (laughs) Yeah, you know you're not going to hit them, but you know you're going to scare them. (laughs) Yeah, I do that. I do the uh, no-hit scare move. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, that's that's a tricky move, though, man. Because if they don't see you and they come out just just a little bit, boom. Because really, dude, at the end of the day, like my mom and dad got in a fender bender last week. You know, they were they were fine. It wasn't their fault. But you know, my dad. You know, I'm talking to him, and he's like, two hours, two hours sitting on the New Jersey Turnpike, an hour waiting for the cop, and an hour waiting for him to fill out all the paperwork, man. And he's like, he, my father's like, don't they have like a scanner? They can just walk up, scan my license, scan the other guy's license, and we all get out of there? I mean, one hour on the side of the turnpike, your mother's smoking butts off by the shoulder, afraid she's going to get a hit. It's like, you know, so, so, so these offender bender, it's not even about safety as much as it's like, guy, I don't need the inconvenience. Yeah. Get off of my ass. No, Ron and I were talking about this the other day. Technology hasn't hit the uh, accident scene as well as the ticket scene. Lana got a ticket for texting and driving the other day. And why why can't you just make the payment right there? What What's with the, hey, you got to do the court date? This, let's say 
it's texting and driving is a hundred dollar fine. The guy goes, you got a hundred dollar fine for that. Okay, you give the credit card. He's got a square. He oh. just he runs it there. It's like a it's like a like a you get a bill right there. You pay it, and it's like, I right, sorry. And then you keep going. You got to be doing that on stage, man. <laughs> you got, not only that, I'll even take it to, listen, it's $100 for this uh, texting while driving if you take it into court. But if you're just willing to pay here with credit cards, it's a buck seventy-five. It costs yeah. more. Yeah, I know it. Let's do it I out. Give me you, take me some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I don't understand the paperwork. And then you got to wait 30 days. You a court date, this and that. You accept the responsibility. You pay right there, and you keep moving. Give well, me a PayPal, whatever <laughs> the fuck it is. What, what about, like, you want to make an illegal left, and it's a $150 <laughs> fine. You see a cop sitting there, so you just throw two bills out the window and make the left. <laughs> right? He texts you. Maybe, maybe he texts you or something. It's something I'd be like... If you want to make a U-turn, it's $300, and they scan your plate, and $300 bill comes in, but, you know, like, you made the U-turn. I, I don't know. That's, oh, wouldn't that be nice, man? You know, it's illegal to go over the shoulder, but it's, it costs you $350. There's, a, there's a, a machine. You swipe your card, you pay the $350, you go right over the shoulder. Yeah. Just give me the option to pay the fine before I do the illegal move. But, yeah, but seriously, we're going crazy with it, but it does make sense. I mean, everybody almost seems to be able to take your credit card, whether it's PayPal or a little chip, for anything in this world. Yeah. Why not the cops? Wipe that shit through. That's what I say. I mean, come on. Let's, let's, uh, let's get with technology. Let's just scan it, move it, and keep moving. Let's just keep moving. I, uh, enough with this bullshit, man. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Hey, la- last week I... Uh, I went in the Long Island Sound by where we live about about actually three weeks ago. My buddy Larry, his wife were visiting, and uh, the pool was closed, and it was, uh, it was gross. It's the Long Island Sound. I mean, I, I mean, I'm pretty cool. I can swim in just about anything, man. I got that kind of blood in me, yeah. but it, it was dark because it's like an inlet, so it was kind of stagnant-y, and it was very rocky until you got into the water, and I think I was telling you that it's really mushy on your feet. And it was, like, really just so gross. You can feel the algae going through your feet. Like, I'd almost, like, fucking get nauseous. And then you want to swim out beyond where your feet touch. And there's a rope with two buoys. And if you go beyond the rope, the lifeguards technically don't have to save you, if you, you know. But that's where you can float where you're off the ground. <clears throat> but to get past the rope, you got to lift the rope up with your hand and just two feet dangling all the way across the rope is green algae and you Pete meant to say algae Jesus Christ you just said it correctly a minute ago you gotta Ooh. try to hold it up and it scrapes over your head and down your back oh, so God. so then my father-in-law comes to visit last week and he goes to the bar up the block to have a few brewskis and he comes home he's telling me because uh, sometimes the inlet is <clears throat> they won't let you swim on certain days and I just mean Jackie always assumed it was like, uh, you know, these little muscle clams. They can they can tend to pollute the water in a certain way, but it's like the natural pollution. That doesn't bother me. Turns out, man, actual sewer runoff, bro. Oh, God. Oh, God. I was literally Ooh, rubbing sick. my feet in poop. That's sick. 
That is fucked. Right. Dude, I, I saw a movie one time about World War II where to escape the Nazis, these kids in Poland were like l hiding in. Did you see it? it? Was the pianist? I think it was the movie. They're hiding in the outhouses that the soldiers would shit in. They yeah. would they would go in those tanks of shit. I mean, the will to survive. It's unbelievable. I, I just I, those people. It's unbelievable. But but I mean, I just I don't know if I would be able to do that. I think if put to the test, you would be able to do that. No problem. I mean, I I feel like a German shoulder would be taking a dump, and he'd be like, "The fuck is gagging?" <laughs> you know, like even if I got in it, I don't know if I could be quiet about it. Oh God. <laughs> Again. <laughs> he called the shit poop. <laughs> <laughs> Want to do a little Italian take? Yeah, Italian take it up. All right, here we go. Everybody knows how this goes. I uh, put together a few things I find in the news I found worthwhile of mentioning. Uh, end it with a, uh, with a question to good old Sebastian, and uh, it's Italian take. Bam, done. Lou, give us the music. Here we go. All right, uh, first one I want to bring up. So it turns out, dude, I don't know if you saw this, Target, okay? They, they, they came out saying that they are allowing people to use their bathrooms. Man, or the men's room or the woman's room, you can use whichever bathroom you feel that is right for you at the time. If you feel like you're a woman, even in a, trapped in a man's body, you can mm -hmm. go in the woman's, in the men's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <clears throat> people started boycotting massively, and they lost a lot of money, and now they are uh, changing their bathroom policy. But it leads me to the question, the reason I'm bringing this up, have you ever, on any level, been passionate about something enough that you boycotted? Have you ever boycotted anything? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing ever. I've never said I ain't buying that product. I've never said I'm not going to that basketball game. Nothing. I, I'm not a boycott type of guy. Have, have you? No, I mean, like, my favorite diner in New York City, they, they had skinny fries that we loved, and then they switched to fat fries. So, yeah. like, we stopped going there. And we would call. <clears throat> We'd call the time when I had friends over. I'd have them call. I'd make them call the diner and just say, hey, did you go back to Skinny Fries? You're still doing those fat fries. And then they, people go, fat fries. And then my whoever I tell would call would go, oh, man, it's too bad. And they're like, what the fuck are you making me do? I go, because if I get enough people calling, maybe they'll go back to the Skinny Fries. But it, it wasn't necessarily a boycott. Once You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, well, I, I, go, I gone back. I just never got the fries. But it wasn't a... Hey, I don't like what you're doing, so I'm not buying your product. What? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think we have to make a distinction here. Yeah. Boycotting, I think, is something that you do because you're not really in approval with the business's ethics or what, they're, what they stand for. For example, I'm just being arbitrary here, Nike makes their gym shoes in a sweatshop in China. Not that they do, but I'm just using this. Do you still buy Nikes? Uh, opposed right. to, do you go back to a restaurant because you got shit service? 
uh, I think a boycott is something that they are doing like a Chick-fil-A. They had this big uproar with the gay and uh, the gay marriage and whatnot. So they boycott Chick-fil-A because you don't agree with their uh, philosophy on that. Uh, well, what did, isn't that crazy? You're going to boycott a whole restaurant chain because the guy who owns the whole chain thinks different than you about one. It's very odd to me. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's odd to me too. I mean, like, how do you know the people that you're doing business with? For example, here, I'll give you an example. If your boss, I I like these people that boycott, but if if you really put it to them in black and white terms, in their own lives, if their boss that they worked for, I'm saying the people that boycotted Chick-fil-A for the, uh, for the gay marriage, let's say the boss they worked for didn't like gay marriage, would they then quit their own job? I, 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 I've often wrestled with like, how far do you take the boycott? When it hits your own pocket, is it a different story? You make a very good point, man. And and, and uh, when you do boycott a Chick-fil-A because the owner of the whole chain says one thing, that doesn't mean the guy who owns the chain in your neighborhood feels that way, man. You, you know, why does he got to get screwed? Because you got you, it's the one guy said some shit. Well, Chick-fil-A, from my understanding, is a privately owned company. It's not a franchise deal. So one guy owns every single Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Oh, oh, well, he should have been a little more. But, I mean, whether your beliefs are A, B, or C, and you're running a business, does that have anything to do with the product of your business? I mean, I mean, everybody's got an iPhone. Everybody's got an Apple. If we found out the guy over at Apple... uh, was I don't know drug smuggling? Do we stop buying an iPhone? I mean, like, wh- how far do we go with this? You want to boycott Taco Bell tomorrow? Yeah, I got no problem with that because I don't eat Taco Bell, so I'll join you. But <laughs> if I did, you know what I mean? It's like, how much does it really hit you? Like Walmart, man. <sighs> I know they got the. You know, we shouldn't be going there for various reasons, but you know, I, I, I save a buck. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, if I go, if I see a Walmart, I need a toothbrush to stop in. I, I, I don't, I don't sit there and analyze, going, oh, wait, 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 what did Walmart do recently? I go and get the shit, and I come back. I, I mean, I, I don't think that far ahead. Is that wrong, right, what have you? I don't know, but it's just that way my brain typically works. Who's got the time? That's what it comes down to. Who's got the fucking time to find out the policy of Sears before I go buy a goddamn carpet? Oh, my God. Am I buying carpets at Sears? Lana and I just went to go lay on some mattresses. We need a new mattress for uh, for the new master. We went to go lay on a couple of mattresses. But the questions they ask you, and I'm going to ask you what they asked me and see if you could respond. And, and forgive me if we talked about this, but when you go to sleep, do you know if you're on your back, side, or stomach? Do you know? I, I know what side I end up sleeping the majority of the night on, yes. But, like, you know, but, when I. But f- when you go to sleep, do you know what position you're in? 
I kind of do. Like, I, I like to lay on my stomach every night, but I know I never fall asleep on my stomach. I like to lay like that, and then eventually I turn over to this one particular side, and then I hit it. I'm out. I also like to lay on my back sometimes, but then I make uh, I snore a little if I'm on my back, and my back eventually hurts, and I turn and I end up on my side. So I don't start on my side, but I know by the time I fall asleep, I'll be on my side. Bam! What kind of bed you got for me, sir? Wow. Wow, you know your, your sleeping pattern pretty well. So what, what, you don't have a positione? You don't I, have a... It's all over the map. <clears throat> I start on my back. I'm on my side. It's whatever type of like position I get comfortable in. I, I try a lot out. Um, and it could be different every night. You ever lay on your back and go, wow, I'm uncomfortable. But the next night you're on your back and go, wow, I'm, this, it, it's different for me every night. Well, some nights I can sleep on my stomach and other nights I can't. So, yeah, that varies. But I, I've been through this with you, too. I cannot sleep without a pillow in between my legs. I know. We discussed this. Yeah. I find this very strange. What? Do you find that strange? I thought you were going to say you go that route. You don't no, do that? No, no. I don't do the pillow between the legs. However, I've been getting up at about... This is weird. This has been happening over the last three, four weeks. I don't know what's going on with me. I get to bed about eh, 12, 12, 15. By the way, Lana and I have been watching old Seinfeld reruns. Just fantastic show. Anyway, go back into I'm the on room. Breaking Bad. I'm on Breaking oh, Bad. You haven't watched Breaking Bad yet? No, we've been just going off on them, watching them nonstop. The last one I saw, the last episode we saw was... You know the, the 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 refined black guy who's uh, owns all the polo chickens, who's in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> he just came in to the lab, went down the stairs without saying a word, put on an orange trench, uh, you know, jumpsuit, mm. slashed the throat of the Mexican guy, let him bleed out, clean himself up, and walked back out without saying a word. Oh, that's a great scene. Well, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? And Jesse. Is that what? What yeah. is he doing? He's a fucking train wreck. Yeah, no. Let's it's... keep the party going, yo. Keep the party. <laughs> I want this place rocking when I get back. I'm like, bro, you gotta get your shit together. How many times do you think Walter's gonna save your ass? This is fucking ridiculous, man. Oh, You're like that. a modern day Gilligan. You're pissing me off. <laughs> right? No, I hear you, man. That show is fantastic. I knocked that out a couple of years ago. You're in for a, a treat. Another recommendation I'm in for a treat because my Walking the, uh, Dead's are coming back on the TV side. Get yourself involved in billions. You watch oh, I've watched them all. I'm caught up on that. Oh, hey, okay. did you like it? Uh, yes, I do. I love the Paul Giamatti aspect. I, you know what I didn't like? I, I don't like him and his wife doing uh, the kinky yeah, what whip is that? shit. That don't I, play well with me. I don't need that shit. What's going on with that? I don't know, man. It's like weird. It's like not a couple that would be doing that. I don't believe that couple. Like, they're together. That just doesn't... They don't vibe with me. But the last four or five episodes on Billions, if you're watching Billions right now and you're three, four in and you're thinking, eh, I got to bail on this, keep it going. You know, 8, 9, 10, and 12 are phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, I mean, they haven't put out some new ones for a while, for a while right? No, no, it's, it starts January 2017. This is a good time to plug... My Showtime special, which is airing October 1st, 10 p.m., Saturday night, Showtime. Why would you do that? It's, uh, it's up on my Facebook, Instagram. There's going to be a trailer coming out next week. So excited about that. Also awesome. excited. And you would also know about that, folks, 
if you were driving on Sunset Boulevard, oh, I don't know where else the billboards man. are, but there's a big billboard that you texted me on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. How fucking cool, man. I got to tell you, man, for me, I've been doing this 18 years, and Lon and I took a drive over there at night to go see it, and <clears throat> it's on Sunset and uh, Crescent Heights, and right next door, a block over, is the Laugh Factory. Now, in 1998, when I came out to L.A., I used to wait outside the Laugh Factory. It was on a Tuesday. Used to start the line around 11 o'clock, and they used to open the door around 5. So, based on where you were in line, you got like a number, you, you, you drew a number or whatever, and then you got to go up on a Tuesday night, open mic night at the Laugh Factory. So, I mean, just 18 years ago, waiting outside in front of the Laugh Factory to get a, a number to, to see, you know, to do three minutes in front of the club owner, and now to have like that billboard right right by the, the Laugh Factory where I was trying to get in. I mean, it was it was it was fantastic. It was a it was a, like a surreal yeah. surreal moment. I'm not it's one awesome. to I'm not one for these types of things that go. But just to see that up in lights on Sunset Boulevard, which is such a classic type of street in in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, man. It was it was pretty cool. So we're we're proud of that. So proud of the special. Shout out at the. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I'm sorry. Oh, I got, I got, I'm, I, I got Lana's going. I'm bragging. No, that, that's listen. That's it's first of all. That's what this show bragging? is about. It's about being able to talk about your life oh, and what's going no. on. I think that Lana's looking at me like, I'm sorry. No, Pete. Pete was is really, really kind of enjoying my my take on it, and you kind of shit on my dinner. Oh, okay. I think you need your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, so, yeah, listen, so. you know, you get to a point where, you know, you got these kind of things going on and, you know, like any other job, you, there's certain things that you do that you're excited that happened, or, you know, but it just happens to be on such a grand scale that it's hard to bring it up without sounding like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to come off that way. I was just... I was just you didn't, you didn't. Yeah, just just to see that on Sunset Boulevard awesome. after working all these years trying to, trying to you know get ahead in this business it was nice to be in the car and see that listen i'm not gonna lie to you if it was my billboard i'd be standing under it yelling to every (laughs) car that goes by that's me that's me yeah that's me well it's funny you say that because lana and i were on the scooter just now and we're at the light and there's a guy with his window down and lana's like oh my god that guy's so funny and i gotta go i cut lana can you tone it down (laughs) (laughs) that's fucking great now I got it because Sunset's a road that you find yourself on very, very often. Do you? Uh, will you be looking at it every time? Do you think there'll ever be a time where you drive by and maybe you were just checking the radio or something? You're like, oh my god, I forgot to look at my own billboard. I gotta be honest with you and the listeners. I've been driving the opposite way away from the billboard, and I'll look back at it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. I, I, if I was, like, in the middle of the night and I couldn't sleep, you know, I would I would literally go look at it. I mean, go look at my billboard. See how it's doing, right? <laughs> See how it's doing. 
Uh, no, here's, like, here's a question. If you were driving by your billboard right at the exact time where you saw some kids maybe doing a little graffiti on the bottom, not fucking with your face, but just writing their own thing, would you get out of the car and go walk away? <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. With the graffiti. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, that would be strange to walk by the billboard and see graffiti. I, I wish, you know, it would be great, like, in a perfect world, man. Uh, I got a ton of bread, both big stars. You got a billboard up, and I get some people in my in my field, and I'm like, how much would it cost in the middle of the night to write something on this billboard that I know would, like, you know, make them like, who the fuck wrote that? <laughs> you know, just in big letters, not funny. You drive by, and hey, man, that was me, guy, that was me. I call my people, they'll take it down, be a half hour, be down a half hour. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, I might have to get a, an attack dog outside the, the billboard. Take a walk! Hello, this is DJ Lou, and this is a show within a show. Here's a little Pearl Jam concert tip. If you're sitting fairly close to the stage, don't disrespect your woman. Because Eddie can see you. in the crowd that got thrown out was our own Jimmy from Boston. What the fuck? Pointing my finger at you, Jimmy. Hey, mister. Just kidding, we weren't at that show. That was last week at Wrigley Field. This has been your Pearl Jam Tip of the Week. Now back to the Pete and Sebastian Show. I got more Italian takes, man. We do one. Oh, yeah, two. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Now, this one caught me interesting, okay? Saw a thing on the news the other day. Two Mexican guys. They're both about, I don't know, 56, 57 years, 57-year-old guys, right? Yeah. Happily married, kids, living in Mexico. <clears throat> I catch the news. They're both crying. Tissues in their eyes and stuff. Come to find out, at 57 years old, they found out, they were notified by the hospital that they were born in the hospital on the same day and in the baby room, they were mixed up. So each Mexican guy was raised by not their biological parents. Mm. And they found out at 57 years old. And as soon as they found out, they were, they were crying. There was a video of them finding out. They were crying hysterically. Now, I don't know if this is sensitive, but I said to Jackie, you know, 
if I had the run with my family that I had right now, and then mm-hmm. I found out that they weren't my real family, I don't think I'd cry. <laughs> like, 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 I, you know, like not knowing, I wouldn't cry. I mean, I had, I got a good run. There's still my parents in my head. Would you, do you think you would cry if you found out tomorrow your mom and dad aren't your biological parents? It was an accident when you were at the hospital. I would have to ask them. I'd be like a little like, what the fuck were you doing? Well, you fucking man, what were you supposed to hover over you? I had to go cut hair for three days till they let us take you home. <laughs> I didn't know they mixed you up. You all looked exactly to every kid looks the same. I, it was hard for me to tell which one was Sadie when they're all behind that glass. I'm telling you. Uh, listen, there is no way if I found out my parents weren't my parents. We are so alike in so many different ways. And I know what you're saying for sake of argument. Sure. But, I mean, don't you see Sadie? And, and you look at Sadie and don't you go, wow, that's me. That's me. No? I see, I see my wife. Sometimes I, I see Sadie in certain positions and I'm like, oh, my God, looks just like my wife. But, but no, not, so much, not with me really, although some people say it. But the mannerism—I mean, I look like my dad, so I get what you're saying. But her mannerisms, her thoughts—like she's all me. I can see the way she thinks and jokes and stuff like that. So none of that would change because that's just whoever raised you. You're going to be like that person. So it brings me back to the question, and I'm getting my answer. I don't see that you would cry—at least not right there in the moment. I don't know if I would cry in the moment, but do you? think if you were adopted and your parents didn't tell you you were adopted you would figure it out hmm I wow. mean I Probably. look at my dad I go yeah I'm, I'm turning into my father I mean the older I get the, the more I'm turning into my dad so I would have to think if I was adopted and I wasn't turning into my dad and again, this goes nature nurture type of thing. I would go, what the fuck? I don't relate to these people. I I, I have to think and 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 I, I blood is you can't replace. I mean, th- when you're blood related, you have such an instinct of that person that you were born from. You would have to know if you were adopted, don't you think? Oh, I don't think so, man. Come I, it, on, you don't you, look, you don't even look like the people. It, you you could you could look like an Irish Mick, and I am telling you, you would still act the way you do from being around your dad. No, I, although you wouldn't have the so. love of the Italian so. heritage, so I shouldn't say that part. But no, if you, let's say they adopted you and you're an Italian baby and you got you know you don't have your dad's features as far as look like them, but you look clearly Italian. You know, you, you think you're going to sense by, like, 21? I mean, they, they got the wool over your eyes. You even got a brother and sister that are their biological brother and sister, and they don't even know that you were adopted. That's how, that's how deep this secret is. Not a dark negative secret, just this secret. And uh, you just think around 25, 26, you just get, because of your blood, you're going to go, like, these people, I, my blood is not vibing with the blood in this house. I I'm feel t- it. I feel it. If you were Chinese, right? Yeah. Your parents adopted you Chinese. And yeah. you're are they, are they Chinese? No. Like if, if, if my parents were Chinese, yeah. 
and I was Italian, I don't think I would pick up the Chinese traits. I think the Italian in me is so ingrained, and I don't know about any other nationality, but there's no way you could drop in an Italian in China and get the Italian ex-Chinese. I'm sorry. No, listen. I mean, if you if if you know you're Italian, even if you got uh, Chinese parents, you're gonna reach a certain age and, and and let the Italian roll. But if if you're a Chinese kid adopted by, you know, your mom and dad, Italiano, yeah, that kid's gonna be eating pasta on Christmas. I think so. Everyone I else, think every it... other, everyone else in China is eating hen. This guy's going calamari. <laughs> I think if you're adopted into an Italian family, you're automatically take oh. over the Italian. The Italian takes over your, whatever your original ethnicity is. I don't think that goes for any other ethnicity. No, if you, if you have any window where you can celebrate the Italian culture, like if you got one-eighth Italian in you, you're going to go with that eighth. <laughs> yeah, I say that. Wholeheartedly, I think the Italian wins every time. It's the, where does everybody always dream of going if they can ever go on a vacation? You know, I mean, what are we talking about? Poland? I don't think so. <laughs> we all know the answer to that. Hey! Oh, hey! 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 Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. Here we go. Here we go. Next one. Did you hear this, Ed? There's no way to put this. The kid got decapitated on a zipline ride. Oh, I mean, uh, the yeah. The roller coaster. The roller coaster. Yeah. So here's the deal. The roller coaster goes under inspection. They tweak it, and now the ride's back open, right? Yeah. Do you let your children go on that ride? We don't only not go on the ride. We don't go to the park. After an accident like this? We boycott the park. Done, right? I mean, there's the death at the park. What's your new slogan? It won't happen again? (laughs) 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 Promise? I mean, what the... You get one strike with that, man. Oh, I agree, man. As soon as somebody loses a head on a ride, forget it. I'm done. I just don't understand how these places don't... How they don't just go dark. It's like, you know, I'm like... No one's going to come. Who's coming? Uh, did they shut the ride down? I think. Well, last I had, they're gonna like they're, they're shutting the ride down for uh, for uh, for inspection or something. I'm like inspection, inspection, burn, burn it. That's it. It's done. Torch it, man. It's yeah. done. Nobody's I'm, doing that ride again. I don't get that, man. Um, all right, here's the last Italian take. I can't I bro- even do the last Italian take. Okay. I got a set. I got a good go hanging. Set. Good hanging, bro. Good hang. Listen to to the fans of the of the cast. This will not don't don't get discouraged because I know it's 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 tough because one week we're on, one week we're off. Don't get discouraged. We will be on a regular basis. We're getting a flow here. We're just working out some kinks. Uh, we we appreciate your uh, your loyalty and your listenership. So just just hang in there with us. Absolutely, man. Well said. All right, brother. All right, good hanging. Take it easy. Take care. Later. The show has ended. The reptile field in general, I saw a frog the other day and it just bugged me out, man, because it looked like the dirt and then it hopped and I'm like, oh. But a snake, if you had like 
just a one foot gardener snake loose in your living room. Oh, wouldn't that, wouldn't that, even if they're like, even if they're like, can you, for, for $10,000, no, let's say for, I don't know, but could you just watch TV knowing there's a one foot garden snake loose in your living room? No, I'd sell the house. 